Hello again, everybody. This is your host, Michael. Uh, we will be relaunching the uh, 1984 classic Gremlins. It is a holiday classic. Uh, we uh, hope you do enjoy it, and hopefully pretty soon we will get out the uh, Christmas story. Well, thank you for listening, and Merry Christmas. If you don't mind, we'd just like to let ourselves off Nobody the gets out of this place without singing the blues. What? Nobody leave this place without singing the blues. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Awesome 80s Elizabeth Shoe Podcast. This is Michael. This is Lawrence. And do we have a special guest today? We do. My name is Bobby Joe. Hello, Bobby Joe. Hi. Well, thanks for coming by, Bobby Joe. We appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Okay, good. And we're in the Studio 6. We're doing a, a three-week countdown to Christmas. And this is our second week. So we did vice versa, and this week we're doing Gremlins, and next week we're doing... Christmas Vacation. The Griswold Family Christmas. Mm, Christmas Vacation. Griswold Family Christmas. Christmas Vacation. Okay. Also, do we want to do Christmas Vacation 2? It's topical. What do you mean Christmas Vacation 2? They made a second one. <laughs> you didn't know that? With Cousin Eddie? Yeah, it's all about oh, Cousin Eddie. Oh, I forgot. I think you're right. I didn't yeah. remember seeing that. Which okay. is topical, by the way, because he's crazy. Me? <laughs> If I find it online, I think I might watch it. I don't know if I will. Okay. Uh, that weird breathing sound in the back room is my dog, Charles, who coincidentally looks like Gizmo. If you could get a CPAP machine so your <coughs> dog doesn't snore in that. Are you okay? I'm all right. <coughs> I know you're a fireman. You're, uh, I don't, you're, the, you're the most qualified in the we room to save help. yourself. I'm just concerned about the dog breathing. Are you breathing okay. okay? So we're going to do gremlins. Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. Billy Pelser has a nice home. Billy, is that you? Yeah, Ma, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents. Who are about to give him? You're gonna like this. No, no, no! Don't shake it. We're gonna have to open it now. We'll wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift he ever got. What is it? <laughs> it's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight. Because when they do, they change. They become clever. Mischievous. What's going on here? And dangerous. Gremlins, huh? Little monsters. Right. Hundreds of them. Well, I, I don't know, maybe thousands. They've been here too. Billy, what are these things? Where do they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy, I know. But in a few hours, you can have a major disaster on your hands. Directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you. 1984 classic. 
A, Let's uh, take a trip to Kingston Falls, USA. What other town does Kingston Falls remind you of? Anyone? Anyone? Um, Kingston, New York? No. Uh, it actually reminds me of a town in California. Hmm. Any guesses? Anyone? I don't Michael? know. Well, I was thinking a mix between Kingston, New York, and maybe Bedford Falls, New York. Actually, uh, this town reminds me a lot of Hill Valley, California. With, with Lone Pine Mall? Right, right. Okay. Do you know why this town reminds me a lot of Hill Valley, California? Because it's exactly identical. This is the same set that they shot in Back to the Future. It looks familiar. That's where I've seen it before. Yes, and the movie theater is the exact same movie theater he crashes into in Back to the Future. Did you ever go to your your local craft store, say your Jeffrey Allen's, say your... Michael's. Your Michael's. And did they have like a ceramic scene, a Christmas scene that... Your mom or your aunt or your mom's lady friends would have, and they'd have people skating around, and yeah, they have little—they'd have little buildings you could build your own town. Could you paint them? Yeah, it seemed a lot like one of those things, except it's in a movie set. So I mean, it was nice to create a fantasy, like just the opening scene. You're like, okay, this is what the town's like. Right. It's like a picture, pic- very picturesque. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's clear up a few things first. Uh, Just get a couple of things, business keeping matters out of the way. This movie was rated what? Anyone? PG. PG. What is this movie responsible for? Well, this and Temple of Doom. Uh, This and Temple of Doom responsible for the PG-13 rating. You're kind of stepping on my things, Charles. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Charles is the dog. <laughs> Glad that we got that out of the I don't know how this is his first appearance in, yes. <laughs> in like 40 I think episodes. Because uh, everything about me smells like pizza, so he wants to be my best friend. I think that could be what's going on. He just wants to eat your face. You, it's, it's a little greasy on my face. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, we're, we're doing Gremlins. I believe so. All right. All right, uh, Bobby Joe, what's your favorite part about this movie? My favorite part is obviously Gizmo because he's the cutest thing alive. <laughs> Steven Spielberg went through great lengths to make Gizmo the main the main attraction in this movie. He rewrote the script a lot. Uh, in the original script, I believe Gizmo was actually supposed to be a bad when it turned into one of the bad girls. Yeah, like there is no Spike character. Like right. there's no Spike. Mogwai. Right. Like Gizmo the Cute becomes Spike the Horrible. And then goes back to Gizmo the Cute. Yeah. Uh, but Gizmo, they decided, was the star. I just noticed something. How are you going to spend, how are you going to sell these backpacks? How are you going to sell these stuffed animals? We're making a lot of money with this ET crap. Let's keep going. Yeah. Her notes are typed. <laughs> they are. <laughs> that, that is bringing something to the table right I'm going to go ahead and press pause and if you can go and type up my notes. <laughs> Uh, this is a this is a whole notebook full of history. <laughs> I understand. Uh, yeah, so Gizmo. Uh, so they when they did the puppets, they only slated Gizmo for the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie, they and then have... then the puppeteer had to go back and redo like to have motions for the, throughout the whole movie because Gizmo was not driving a pink cute car. The original. Which is the tennis balls and stuff all on it. They they went and reshot that stuff later. A lot of it. And so there's a lot of different things from the script that we'll discuss. Uh, The script was uh, originally uh, wrote by Christopher Columbus. Who else is Christopher Columbus Protestant? He uh, discovered America. A different one. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Young Sherlock Holmes. Discovered uh, South America, actually. South America, I'm sorry. Uh, It's uh, the West Indies. Um, He wrote uh, Goonies, also, and he directed Home Alone. And Adventures in Babysitting. Episode 50 here for the Awesome 80s Podcast of the Bashu Edition. 
Uh, and I believe we've discussed that we will be doing Goonies before then as well. So big exciting news. I'm a big, I'm a big uh, the Joe Dante. Like if you think about it, like he has done a lot of great '80s movies. Um, what did Joe Dante do in this uh, movie? Let's let's not keep people. In okay, well he did he did Inner Space. He did Explorers. He did The Burbs. He did Police Squad the series. He did um, also Amazing Stories. You remember Amazing Stories? There's, yes. There's a one I I remember is one with Keith Keeper Sutherland, and then. Uh, Kevin Costner but, and their world. What? What did Joe, Joe Dante do in this movie? He's the director of this okay. film and also did The Howling. Yes. I was just clarifying. Okay, people, Joe Dante, people, director. Some people aren't into your indie, not your in knowledge. You indie. don't know Joe Dante? I'm just Joe saying. Dante, come on, man. <laughs> Joe Dante. Hey, Joe Dante. Okay, so let's kind of get into the plot. There's lots of other things that we will get to later on. Uh, little sub facts. So, uh, what's the plot? How does this movie start? So, we start with Mr. Peltzer. Randall Peltzer. He's an inventor. He's out trying to peddle his wares. Stops upon Chinatown, somewhere USA. I'm going to say New York. Yeah, it's probably New York. That's what uh, made He of. runs yeah. across a, a small store. Uh, he doesn't really want to buy anything at this store. He wants to have someone buy his product so they can sell stuff from his store. I guess he's making a well enough of a living. What do you think? Um, it kind of seems like that because it doesn't seem like the mom works. No, she doesn't seem like she works at all. But it seems like she's stressed a lot. Right. Seems like she's mean, got a lot of stress. He's I, coming up with things like the bathroom buddy. <laughs> I want to I, I I actually take uh, issue with what you said because throughout the movie, they kind of they kind of hint that maybe they're not so well off. Because uh, I mean, the mom. Doesn't, well, we got mean, the mean old ladies constantly talking about yeah. the money, and well, the mom I mean, always does look stressed. Not, not but, like well off, but I mean, he's. Like I he mean, makes she, enough out of a living to pay the bills. How many smokeless ashtrays are we selling here? I think he sold one and gave another one away. I don't. I think. I he think he gave them away. both. Away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, either way, uh, it's so he's a, an it's just a prototype. It's one of a, it's two of a kind. Two it's good. So he's an inventor, and uh, he's something who's town town. He's a dreamer. Mm-hmm. Very much so. He's not the only one. <laughs> okay, uh, I guess, so I guess um, also back to what you're saying is like the reality of this 80s economy is very prevalent in the film. Like, there's people, like what you're saying, like begging um, uh, Mrs. Dangle for like an extension on the rent. And there's like, pe- there's people working for free at other people's restaurants. And there's like definitely a hard times. The people they're talking about people losing jobs. I am out. What? What? <laughs> I have this is read, not just a movie, this is social commentary. I have read history. And Ronald Reagan's America was amazing. <laughs> the streets were made with gold, and there were no cats in America. And there was no AIDS. I'm told the recession was worse in the 80s than it is now, so I think this movie proves it. <laughs> I was told Ronald Reagan's America was perfect. <laughs> Everyone had gold I mean, bars. Death Valley Days, you know, Ronald Reagan. With the chimp, he was in the movie with the chimp. And <laughs> oh, you mean the actor? Ronald Reagan, He's the your actor. President? Well, who's All Secretary right. of the Interior? <laughs> Sorry. Who, who was it? I don't remember. I was trying to pull it through. I couldn't do it. All right. So, uh, all right. So... He he ends up trying to buy this cute little this cute little pet that he thinks everyone in America could have. But the old Chinese man won't sell it to him. Right. Are you, you're talking about Key Luke. Key Luke. Key Luke. Key Luke. Uh, so, he, had, he just leaves the store without the Mogwai, and then he goes home. And that movie's over. <laughs> 
No, but wait. he sees no, that Grandpa really that. needs money. <laughs> Did I see the director's cut? Uh, he, he, Key Luke sees that uh, Grandpa really needs money. No, no, that's John Louie. John. Key Luke is the Grandpa. <laughs> Chinese sorry. boy is played by John Louie. I'm sorry. So John Louie sees... Very disrespectful. Key Luke needs money, so he goes to Mr. Pel- Mr. Peltzer and says, All right, 100 bucks, I can get you this thing. Shouldn't it be more than a hundred? I think bucks? it was two hundred. Whatever. No, it was just a hundred. Was it a hundred? Mm-hmm. He offered two hundred in the store. You know what? John Louis is a bad business kid. <laughs> no, I think he only offered a hundred in the store. Oh, I th- I'm taking. I'm, I'm, I'm protesting this okay. entire podcast. <laughs> so okay. he gets it and he's excited to bring it home to his son. And but he's yes. warned of three important rules. That's uh, very good. Okay. That's the next yes. thing I have. Uh, would you like to tell me the, one of the rules? Um, keep it out of light, especially sunlight, because it will kill them. Uh, Michael, do you have another rule? Uh, don't feed it after midnight. If you want to skip to the third rule, that's fine, but I asked you to order. Bobby, would you like to go to the second rule? Yes, don't get them wet. Don't feed it after midnight. Keep away from water, don't feed it after midnight, keep out of the light. The most important is don't feed them after midnight. Okay, and so we're introduced to Billy, the lovable son. Uh, he works at a bank. Did not have much of a film career after this. He works at a bank. I noticed with, that. With I looked friend. to see where he was at. He works at a, a bank with our friend Phoebe Cates and Judge Reinhold. Yes. Uh, yes. We've just talked about Judge back Reinhold. Back to back Judge Reinhold movies. Hey, that's the kind of quality we play. <laughs> uh, my favorite part, and some we have not got to do in many episodes. You want to tell me the uh, top two other candidates to play Billy? Yes, uh, Emilio, Bill, Nick Cage, not one of them. Which is very rare. Yes, uh, Emilio Estevez Emilio, and Judd Char- Nelson. Charlie, C- Charlie Sheen. No, no, Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson. Those are the top two other Billies uh, who did not make the cut. They went on a little more, uh, a little more fresh faced. I think he did well. I don't. I mean, I, don't, I mean, I really wish that it kind of had like a younger person that you could feel for. I guess the only shortcoming of this film, it is a classic. It was one of the best movies of the 80s. But I guess one of the shortcomings for me is that he's like 20 years old. And I was probably like 6 or 7 when I saw this. I couldn't tell. How old were these kids supposed to be? Yeah, yeah. Because are they in high school or are they out of high school? You know what? It's really really ambiguous. You really don't know. Corey goes to school, but they don't really go to school. Right, but they they did have a little kid. Corey, and he's the one who fucked it all up. They're working in the barn. He was going to the bar after. Yes. Corey Feldman fucked the whole thing up. Pete Pete Fontaine. (laughs) Fontaine. Thanks a lot, Corey. (laughs) (laughs) I like like it when he takes off his... uh, One of my favorite parts is... He takes up the Christmas tree. What did he say? He's like, I'm tired of this shit. Or what did he say? Yeah. Something like that. But like, like Phoebe Cates, she works at the bar. And and uh, Zach Gaff- Galligan, he gets, when he gets up, he goes, he, he goes straight to the bar. So, I mean, they no, were so the must be 21 because he was drinking. Right, I he guess. was drinking with Judge Ryan. But it's a small town. We all know a small yeah, town. It's a small town. I bet he's 21. Because uh, when still we, oh, living at home with the parents. No, we do know how old he is. He's 22. How do we know that? Because Judge Reinhold is 24, right. and he's a bank vice president. And here you are, 22, supporting your mom and dad, still living at home. Okay. You should see my new apartment. It's got cable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bam. Um, so maybe that answers our question about just, just pull that shit out of the air. That answers 
answers our question about dad being successful. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. That's I got the whole. Maybe that's why. Because he's got. Cool. I mean, he's got video games at home. He's got art supplies at home. I got I mean, the whole the, perception that dad was just like a complete failure. Yeah. And mom never wanted to say anything, but she knew it because she's going to answer the the invention telephone. She's got or, shit exploding, right. Right. sparks flying, orange juice going all over the place. So Billy's still living at home to rate, to support his family. Right. Yes. Okay. So he gets this cool new toy. This new pet. Mogwai. Mogwai. Because he had dog. Dog didn't like it at first, but apparently they got along after that. The original uh, original script, dog gets killed. <gasps> uh, there's a lot horrible. of things in the original <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people got killed in the original script. Uh, so. Oh, you mentioned the director earlier. Joe Dante. You know who's originally uh, considered to direct this movie, but he had no big picture experience? Um, Christopher Columbus? Incorrect. Steve Martin? Over two. You want to go for Okay, two? I don't know. Timothy Burton. Oh, oh yes. It, yeah, I did good. know that. I did It would be good, but he had no... And I, but I think the movie would not have been as cute. I think he would have taken it. Yeah, I think it, it might have been... To a darker side. Yeah. Gizmo wouldn't have probably been... A little darker. But since it was his first movie, maybe Spielberg would have controlled... I don't know. I thought I thought probably too much about if this movie was directed by Tim Burton here tonight. But he had no feature film experience, and Spielberg wanted to go with Joe Dante, as you mentioned, who is a pedigree of feature film experience. I'm a big fan of Burbs. I would like to do Burbs. Oh, no, that's definitely on I really one. like Burbs. No. That, that and Your Kiss are both on my list. Your Kiss? Your Kiss. Your Kiss. That's what's on my list when that's, I when that turns out at night. Your Kiss. I'm a very Hall Notes. Okay, so we're introduced to Gizmo. His voice sounds familiar. It's Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel! <laughs> no one had to touch his hands to do this role. That's right. So, uh... Do you know in one of the Gremlins, or some of the Gremlins' voices, were voiced by Michael Winslow. Who's Michael Winslow? Uh, he is, I don't remember his name, but he's the, <laughs> he's the black he's, guy. He's the black guy at Police Academy. The one that's not Bubba okay. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the one. He entertains <laughs> Steve Goodberg a lot. Um, well, do you know what the hell a Gremlin was? Like, when you were a little kid, did you know what the hell a Gremlin was? I had no, no idea. I guess at the beginning, like, initially they were going to do, like, an old Bugs Bunny movie where he was flying an airplane. And, oh, they, had a gremlin, show. and they had a Gremlin attack the like, machinery, what's inside of the Because that bomber. was the World War II. It was like a World War II propaganda cartoon. Mm-hmm. And that would have shown you, like, okay, this is where people know Gremlins from. Well, Christopher Columbus got the idea of these Gremlins from the rats that he could hear in his walls of his, while he was I in school. I heard mice, school. but probably, probably rats. You're in New York. It's it's probably rats. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, the Gremlin was the, the World War II propaganda. That's how the Germans are going to get you. One thing I really liked about Dick Miller's character, uh, Murray Futterman, was the WWII. Yes. <laughs> and not that I make fun of a lot of old people, because I don't. But like whenever I do I talk about the Great Depression, you know, the hard times, and WWII. You know, I lived through the Depression. I was lived through WWII. But yeah, I really, I really liked it. It just kind of it encompassed all old people to me. Dick Miller did, and he also had the uh, he also had like the bomber jacket, like yeah. the Memphis Belle bomber jacket. Okay, so he's got the he's got the gizmo, and you know they're in the room, and he's kind of kind of just playing as what I didn't realize. I guess I missed it. Was that Phoebe Cates? Did she never see Gizmo until? Did she? I think she at the end. Well, not until the end, though. But I thought that maybe, I, for some reason in my mind, she had met there the whole time. She hasn't. Yeah. Which made it weird later on in the movie, right. I That's, thought, to me. Uh, I, 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 I got this thing called Gizmo. I, By I, the way, they're all... 
its spawns are all killing people around town. Right, because right. the, the first next scene we see with her is when she's, she's in, in the, the bar. bar and they're attacking her. And right. she's just happily serving. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll discuss that scene okay. later. I have okay. a lot to say about this. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Uh, where are we at now? We're in the room. He's him and Corey Feldman are kind of just playing with it. Gizmo likes to sing songs and doing. And I have things. that. And again, cutest animal alive. <laughs> That's in my notes several times. It's pretty cute. <laughs> it is. It's no Furby, but it's cute. <laughs> All right. Uh, would you like to advance the plot, Bobby Joe? So, just kind of hanging out. Okay. Yeah, they're just hanging out. Um, Corey Feldman um, or. Pete Fontaine. Um, <laughs> Fontaine. Um, they're just Christmas, in the room. Billy is showing off his his you know new pet, and um, Pete um, accidentally spills a glass of water uh, on Gizmo. I thought I'm already yeah. sick of this Pete fella. Yeah, he's kind of annoying. I don't think he's going to make it. <laughs> so so what happens after he spills a glass of water on Gizmo? These little creatures, these tennis ball fur things, pop Sorry, out of them. Line out. And uh, all of a sudden we've got, is it five more? Yes. Yeah. Five more. Original five. Five more Gizmo-esque. They're not Gizmo, but they're like Gizmo. Right. Mm-hmm. And what surprised me is that they weren't that surprised that five Gizmos, five more. Yeah, that's true. Mogwai hey, popped hey, out. Hey, Mom, I got five more pets. I don't, and they just kept them. I don't give them any water. I don't feed well, them after midnight, so it's good. Broke the rules. Broke the rules. All right, so... Uh, so the evil within Gizmo has been released. The evil. The evil that's inside all of us. No matter how cute someone looks, there's mm-hmm. evil within. A stripe will come out. Yes. Nice. I need to, we need to just make t-shirts. <laughs> uh, so these these evil, they're they're smart little crafty fellas, and they want to be bad. So how do they become bad? Do you think they're the ones that tied up Billy's dog? Yes. 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 Okay. Definitely. And then they mess with the alarm clock. Yes. It, oh, definitely. Eight through the eight through the wire. So we, hey, I can feed them. It's it's not even, it's not even electrical better. analog mm-hmm. clock. Right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> It's 1984. It's rough times. It's, it's hard times, man. Star Wars, Reaganomics. Reaganomics, all right? Star Wars, jeez. Mr. Gorbachev, take down that wall. <laughs> DC Follies was just a, <laughs> just a fun little show. Uh, all right, so they get fed. Well, before that, oh. Billy takes his um, takes one of the gremlins to his teacher to... Yes, yes, to analyze. To analyze. And the teacher, I mean, is just very excited. I mean, he doesn't... It just amazes me how... Oh, nonchalant. Right. Oh, oh you got one of those. All right, bring oh, it in. Go ahead, pour some water on it. See what it does. You know about Mr. Roy Hansen, the teacher Roy Hansen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he... Single drop. On his head, yes. boom, boom, another gizmo. Because apparently, a single drop will only produce one, and they seem to automatically know that. Uh, by the way, that teacher will be in burlesque coming up. Theater near you. That is good to know. Also, yeah, also was She's... in Cooley High, which is one of my favorite seventies uh, okay. movies. <laughs> so be on the lookout for him for for Cooley High. He plays Harold Saint in burlesque. In burlesque. I thought you should know. He's also recently been on The Defenders, two episodes. He's <laughs> He's all over the place. His career has not The Defenders died. is like the best new show ever. What's The Defenders? It's C.J. Connie, James Belushi. Yes. Also a big fan of You Washington don't like Warren. it? Oh, no, I love it. You do? Okay. I haven't seen it. Okay. No he doesn't watch anything. Okay. Belushi. I don't watch things with Belushi. <laughs> it's got Jerry O'Connell in it? So yes. Jerry O'Connell. 
He, he makes it with Rebecca Romijn. He does. He makes it with her. He, I know the secret of his identity, though. <laughs> and it's not pretty. He's just that fat kid from Standby. <laughs> what did we do? What did you we just talk about him in something recently? Yeah, we did. What, what was, what was, we're talking about a fat kid from Standby. Me. Is that what we referred to? I think so. I don't remember. <laughs> right, right, right. I know he came up recently. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, and uh, Can't Really Wait. Oh, you're right. Trip. This is the problem. Trip I don't know. I don't know which of our conversations are recording <laughs> and which are not. <laughs> they all just kind of run together. Did we record that? Man, that was a good conversation. We probably should record it. There. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we have. No, I'm all, no, I'm all so we have. Uh, we're introduced to the one of the major antagonists of the movie is Mrs. Deagle. Oh, yes. Man. She's the evil, evil ma. I guess she's a property owner in town. She's the It's a Wonderful Life it's evil, evil, evil lady. lady uh, which is a movie referenced throughout the movie. Well, it's referenced throughout the movie, but in all the reviews I've read, that they liken her to the Wicked Witch in The Wizard of Oz. But it That's seems like she's a female. Yeah, That's, I think she's. That is sexism. I think she is like. She, I mean, they make refer- They talk about it at the end of the movie that her husband was embezzling money at the, when they were talking about her being dead. Right. And then she seems like the female version of, of uh, Potter from It's a Wonderful Life. Right. That's right. That's why it's okay. And it also, it reminds me of that Dana Carvey sketch from SNL where he's pretending to be Jimmy Stewart and they find yes. out yeah. Mr. Potter has the money and they go back and beat the hell out of Mr. <laughs> Potter. And it's like, finally, in this movie, we finally get to see we, Mr. Potter get, get his comeuppance. Uh... uh her husband in in the movie, like there's pictures of her husband. Apparently, he was someone famous in real life. Yeah, I, I didn't. Don't I don't. I, maybe it was before our time because they had to get the permission from his estate to use. Oh, the really? Hmm. Was he a meant, real banker? I don't know. I think it was like he was an actor. And I think it meant something to like some, maybe maybe some of the, your friends, Joe Dante, or <laughs> we text me and me and Mr. Dante. Me and Mr. Dante. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we're introduced to her. She doesn't like the dog. She doesn't like anything about anyone. Well, uh, apparently, the dog uh, attacks her ceramic. Santa Claus? I don't think that happened. What do you she, think happened? I think she made She's it some up. crazy old person? I think she's a crazy Talking old about person. the war? She wore a wig. Old people wear wigs, too. They do. In the 80s, yeah. They cut their eyebrows off and just color it in. Mm-hmm. They do that. Okay, so... We, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we meet her. Uh, we just... We basically, she just... We just kind of get an aura of evilness around her. Yeah. They introduce her long enough to see that she's evil... And she's gone. She's whisked away. And now we're back to... We're back to the... Gr- we're, back the, to the we're back to the Mogwais. The Mogwais. In, in Billy's house. Now is when they're going to trick to eat. They trick right. to eat. They finally get a chance to eat. And then also, simultaneously, the other one eats the sandwich left by the, by the, the teacher yes, on the, the teacher. table. So they're in the pupil so stage. they're all in the pupil stage at the same time. Once again... They weren't very concerned. Exactly. I mean, he just left them up in his bedroom, like, yeah. okay. Oh. Yeah. Now I got these horrific... I mean, I didn't know just throw them away. I'm just saying. Just, like, you know, they're just in a cocoon light state. Right. Just okay. Oh, that's I, I have a question just to throw it out there. Do you think you could personally handle the responsibilities of a mogwai? No. Uh, Jake, actually, while watching this movie, asked me many times... If you could have a mogwai. <laughs> and then when I kept saying, well, they're not real, so I don't have to answer that question, he said, but if they were. I lied and said yes, but absolutely could not handle I can't. So I can't handle the responsibilities of this dog. What, <laughs> where does the shit go? That's what I'm asking. And they know how to flush a toilet. That's what I want to know. They, they got opposed no appendages. Hey, 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 Spielberg does not want us discussing <laughs> Suspend your disbelief. They don't poop. They're just cute little stuffed animals that you carry around with you. Right. 
Do you have any uh, Gremlins merchandise when you were younger? I did. I had uh, I, I had a Gizmo t-shirt. stuffed animal. I, I had a sleeping bag for years. <gasps> I had a sleeping bag as well. And, Red um, and blue. And also, I think a lunchbox. <gasps> oh. um, I had a GI Joe for a while. Oh. I was just straight up a GI Joe, but okay. I did remember uh, seeing GI No, just regular <laughs> GI Joe lunchbox. But I did. Oh. I did see other people with Gremlins lunchboxes. I remember being a little jealous because then you see other lunchboxes you're like I want them all. I got right. them all. Now you are the third largest collector in the United States of lunchboxes. <laughs> <laughs> when did lunchboxes stop? Was it like 90s? I don't it seemed know. like, well, like in the 70s this is how they, had, like, this how they evolved. My dad had lunchboxes. This is how they evolved. They, they were the, the steel ones like we had. And my dad had And then lunch. they started, and even when we started, then they, with us they started moving the plastic, to plastic. Plastic. But then they started moving to like the vinyl-y, like cooler type. Yeah. I they had a pretty cool Batman one. And then, hot lunch. <laughs> That's it. Brown bag and how long? That's it. When Jake was like two, I bought him at a flea market. I bought these unopened Jake the Snake, uh, like lunch lunch bags. Jake the Snake, the, the wrestler. Very, yeah, I was very proud of him. And then like he wanted to keep using them every day. And I was like, wait, well, no, we gotta collect these. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't give these things to kids. Cause <laughs> He's gotta put his lunch in something. <laughs> well, I was offered a brown bag. I, just, <laughs> I, I just bought them for him. They look cool. And the next thing he wanted to use them. So yeah, I guess I guess at some point after our powers of being in <laughs> grade school, uh, could you stop with lunchboxes altogether? I don't. Like, I never see them like come back to school days or anything. I don't no, see. I don't know. That's a good. That's a good easy amnesia right there. Yeah. Fine. Now I didn't you mean to jump the gun. I didn't mean to jump. Fine. Whatever. All right. So the Mogways are uh, in this state, and now shit's about to get hot. Uh, I'd like to get pause out to let's talk about Phoebe Cates and her career. Can we do that? We all right, can. we'll talk okay. about it. Uh, we all know Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It's, uh, it's good times. Uh, Judge Reinhold also in that movie. Judge Reinhold. Uh, they had a very... This is what I was enjoying when I forgot that they were both in this movie, was the bathroom scene <gasps> in which he was thinking about her in a manly way. And then he's always yeah. like, come back to my apartment. Come on, man. Right. So it's like... Apartment. It's like... And, and that was in 84, too. So it was like two movies in 84. <laughs> Judge Reinhold's thinking about her inappropriately. Uh... So then we have Gremlins, and then we have Date with an Angel. Do you want to date with an angel? Let's date with an angel. Okay, I believe that involves... I might have probably seen this. I'm pretty sure we've discussed it. Let me make sure I'm correct before I get false information. Just uh, Also, do you know what, uh, what a Gremlin is? It's, it's uh, There's also... Does this involve Phoebe Cates? Well, it does involve Phoebe Cates. So apparently it originated... In 1943, well, apparently they were around, like, the idea of a gremlin was around, but Roald Dahl wrote the book about uh, gremlins being in aircraft in World War II in 1943. Hmm. Fun fact. Go ahead. Fun fact. Okay. David and Angel is the exact box cover that I pictured. Uh, but I don't remember what the, I remember it was like this oh guy was supposed god. to be married. Oh okay. my god! He, it was like the night before he was supposed to get married. Yeah, right. he met like this party. woman and it was it like a bachelor party. She's like an angel. The tagline for the movie was "Jim is about to marry a princess, but he's in love with an angel." I think that she was, was the girl the, the, he was, was going to get married to, and she was like a generic Daryl Hannah. Right, and then this is this and is he was like a generic John Travolta. And the girl, the the angel, uh, ended up not. Wow! Really, yeah, I mean, she's, she's doing all right. She's doing she's all right. What's I, her name? Uh, I will not try to pronounce that. Where do you think she's from? 
Emmanuel. Say, say, uh, Saint-Tropez, Var, Providence, Alps, something, something, something French. She's French. Yeah. She's got the pouty French lips. Yep. She's gorgeous, actually. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. So anyway, she did Date with an Angel, uh, which was that movie. Then she did Bright Lights, Big City, which we've discussed. I recently went back and tried to watch it because it is an MJF film. I, I, uh, can't, I can't get... Th- I remember as a child, I couldn't get through it. Dude, I can't, I can't get through it now. It was, it was like, I'm on Coke... And then I'm going to do more coke. And then I'm going to do more coke. And then guess what? I'm doing coke. And I was like, all right, I don't want to see like the continuation of Michael J. Fox doing coke. Hmm. But that's all it was. Uh, so then she did uh, I Love You to Death. I like I Love You to Death. Why did she do I Would Love You to Death? I don't know. Oh, because Kevin Klein was her in husband, it. Kevin Klein. Then it's got Julie, uh, not downtown Julie Brown, uh, uh, Tracy Ullman. Tracy yeah, Ullman. okay, that's what I thought. I was like, who are you going with this? I was like, Julie, not Julie, Tracy. Not your cousin Julie, your cousin Tracy. Uh, oh, my goodness. So, she, we discussed in the Big Chill podcast, she met her husband, Kevin Klein, because she auditioned for the Big Chill and did not get it. And I have a me. personal theory about okay. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I believe that... I would say over 95% of the males that have seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High thought... Man, that Phoebe Cates, she's the kind of girl I'd like to be with for a while. <laughs> and Kevin Klein was one of those 95% uh, men. I, and only certain men have the kind of connections to I'm make that pretty, kind of thing I'm happen. I'm pretty sure that the big chill came out before the fast. Fine. 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 Yeah. I'm pretty sure that you're off by like a year. I don't care. <laughs> but, the, I mean, right. he's a lucky man. He's a lucky man. And still together after all these years. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, she, good. she did Gremlins 2, the new batch. Uh, then she did a movie that my sister made me watch 18 million times, and I didn't like it the first <laughs> time, and I didn't like it the last time. And also, my, my wife it, said we needed to discuss it as well, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I'm going to give you a very brief synopsis. I'm not going to give a synopsis. I'm going to say it was dropped dead, Fred. I hate this fucking movie. She said we need to at least discuss it. Uh, at least I'll, bring it up. I'll discuss that Russell Brand is currently in the works to do a remake of it. And there's also another version of Drop Dead Fred that will be a Judd Apatow movie involving Seth MacFarlane and someone else that I thought was a weird combination. Where they were, if they were originally going to try to do an adaptation of Drop Dead Fred, but since it was already in the works, they are doing like their own weird, different version of Drop Dead Fred. So instead of Mark Wahlberg, okay. Oh yes. And he's doing it's the box. Funny. And he's doing the boxer. Totally not like the wrestler, but no. it's like the wrestler. But it's exactly like the wrestler. <laughs> uh, Anyway, so then Phoebe Cates did nothing, basically. I mean, she's done some random TV appearances here. She did a movie uh, in the early she's 2000s. Like, she's like a stay at home mom. She is. She, she owns a boutique now. A uh, boutique? A boutique. I don't know for, if it's like still. For dogs? No, for, for humans. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so she had a good career, but she kind of really just left it behind. She kind of took the. Seems she could still. Is she still. She can still make a comeback. She oh, well, it seems yeah. to me like the Kira Sedgwick, like uh, Kevin Bacon arrangement, where like she took time off and then now he's taking time off. Okay. And, but Kevin Sedgwick. Klein just never took any time off. He just kept it going. So she's just. But apparently not really too too concerned about it. Okay. Gremlins okay. 3, maybe. She's got a boutique. Gremlins 3. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do you think Gremlins 3 ever... There's a lot of rumors on the internet about Gremlins 3. not happening. We've discussed openly. I do believe the new Beverly Hills Cop movie will be made. I do believe the new Ghostbusters will be made. I do not believe Gremlins 3 will be made. And also, like, if it is made, I think it would probably be a lot of CGI if it ever does get made. It'd be, it would be horrible. Do you think the whole... It would be like a oh. cartoon... 
You think it'd be like Who Framed Roger Rabbit? It felt like no, it felt it, like compared to like CGI movies, it feels like it feels feels like Who Framed Roger Rabbit carries so much more weight, even though they're animated. It just it feels more real than the computer generated stuff. I totally agree with that. Okay. <laughs> it's do. like I don't want any computer generated stuff at all. I, th- I even though in some scenes they talk about how you can see the people's elbows, or you can see the wires of the people uh, holding the sticks. I don't care. I'd rather have the puppets there the whole time. Right. Right. And, and that's if you're looking. I didn't see that. Yeah. I'm like whatever. I don't mm-hmm. care. like it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Okay, so the, the gremlins are now they're starting hijinks. Uh, with the but we only, have, we only have, we have five, right? We got five right now. Right. So we have four plus strike. Yeah. Yes. Strife is the leader. Yeah. Yeah. And he calls his mom. He says, "Get out of the house." But mom's already. She's in it now. She's. Well, Billy takes care of the one at the school. Right. And there's, but no, but I think that's an additional one. So then we had five. Plus right. So I think there were four to help. <laughs> okay. So there, because they took one. They Gizmo right. had five. They took one to the school. That one had an additional one. Oh. And then they left that one, the additional one. So there's five back at the house. Okay, so there's five at the house. Yes. Right. Uh, so, this, this brings up like one of my favorite scenes, uh, like the just, juxtaposition of like the horror moment. Right. And then that, a star, a star, dancing in the night. That song. Right. Like, yeah. Wow, this is pretty awesome. So I mean, I guess it's also like what they're trying to push in the movie is like a comedy horror. Like that's what they really want to make. That's, what, that's, comedy that's what they came out like. Yeah. That's what it came out as. Like, <laughs> not, not the original. I don't know exactly what that's we're Spielberg wanted. Yeah. yeah. Spielberg wanted way more comedy than it ended this up is with. Pretty, this is pretty dark. Uh, so we, we kill one by blender. Uh, one by microwave. One gets decapitated. Yes. Uh, with a knife? knife? I was Sword. pretty impressed by mom because she mom turned like into super mom. First of all, she didn't seem scared at all. It's like, I know what I have to do. But she's got a crazy look in her eye the whole movie. Yeah. Right. But she's like, I know what I have to do. I just have to kill these guys. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that wasn't a question. Right, and I have all these kitchen appliances. <laughs> right, that don't work properly. Right. Uh, original movie, our original version never shot. Our original script version, mom gets her head blown off. And then also, wow. yeah. Billy comes home and finds his mom with no head. And then also, there's a scene where Judge Reinhold is dead in the safe. Uh, in the Judge Reinhold's part got cut down by like three fold. Well, I because Judge Reinhold barely, barely had. had. But I get like in the, apparently on the started. NBC version that's aired, he's yes, found they, dead in the bank. Yeah, vault. In the NBC version, they they went back and added some of the Judge Reinhold scenes because hmm. uh, obviously it, was, it had to be a bank star. I'm sure. He's, he just he's Judge Reinhold. Right. Apparently, right. I like, mean, he's still listed as like the top billed cast. There's but right. he was like, like barely in it. Like right. a two hour and forty minute version of yes. film is supposed to be around somewhere. I'd watch wow. it. Well, it goes back I to Playing Trains and Automobiles. <laughs> it's like a four hour. They have like the four hour version in the vault somewhere. The more I yeah. think about it, with Playing Trains and Automobiles, yeah. like that must have been a nightmare editing all that stuff. Like, there's a lot. Like, like when you go back and. There's different oh. versions that have been released on TV. There must have been a freaking nightmare with all that Especially stuff. Especially with John Hughes being as crazy. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's, that's, that's a different that's, podcast. That's a podcast that we did that's a month a different ago. Podcast. So, uh, yeah. So this version, uh, Mom kills people. Does not get her head blown off. Mm-hmm. Billy does not come home and find his mom with no head. That's good. But also, but Billy does come and find the teacher dead. Yes. But also at this time, the dad had taken the dog away. Oh, because oh, you're right. right. Was, good point. There's threats on its life. You're right. That's, from Mrs. Deagle. You're right. That's a good point. And they assume Mrs. Deagle tied the dog up at the Christmas lights. Right. So they were like, good dog's and going so, and, so, and so at this point, Billy's the man of the house. He's, got, he's the one in charge. Let's not suspend our disbelief for a second. What fucking convention is going to happen over Christmas? What inventor, inventor's convention is going to take place <laughs> the week of Christmas? I'm just saying. 
I think we could have gotten more creative to get Dad out of the house is all. Right, I agree with that. And Dad only had this bathroom buddy to pedal at this convention. Right. He's got a smokeless ashtray. <laughs> oh, right. Smokeless ashtray. Uh, I believe he's kind of... Well, things are a little more advanced than I anticipated. <laughs> I mean, there's two robots walking around. Like, right. he didn't research the time, this, the time machine? Right. this convention yeah. before he went to it and paid... And apparently they do have money because he was able to go to... Why did he not go online and check this out? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was 1984. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What's online? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he battles... Um, they, they get all the, the gremlins killed except Stripe. They chase him over, and he jumps into the YMCA pool. And uh, boom, there's thousands of gremlins. Jake, right. by the way, very impressed that the YMCA existed in 1984, and then began to sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> but not impressed that they have the same logo. So, so they should have updated So him. your son really enjoyed this Jake, film. Yes. Is they he have updated. To... They're just the Y now. Oh, well, in the, in the when future, he saw the Y, he took it as just being the same logo. And, so so oh. in the future, will we will begin different reviews in future episodes? Oh, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe on mic time. On mic, your son may be getting He's making demands. Time. He's making demands. So your son has demanded that he has, he puts in his two cents if, buddy. If, if he has to be quiet during some of these, he wants, he wants to get back. That <laughs> <laughs> stuff bottled, he's your son, so he's got talking that needs to come out. <laughs> he's got stuff that needs to be said. Uh, so, uh, oh, here's something, by the way, a random thought I had. Do you think the Gremlins were the were the inspiration for the Whammies and Pressure Luck? <laughs> I mean, I don't know when Pressure Luck started, but they were kind of hijinky. Yeah, I don't know when I Pressure Luck could have started. Like every time before, they kill someone or stab someone, they're all laughing. <laughs> yeah. That was just a random thought I had. Uh, okay, so uh, now we have a whole bunch of Gremlins because so this is like one of the best. Parts of the movie because they kind of well for me because it's just they're destroying he, the town. He jumps in the pool. He jumps in the pool. The there's people in the bar. There's people attacking Corey. There's people attacking attacking the uh, uh, Mrs. Uh, what's her name? Mrs. Deagle. Okay, so let's uh, sit down. Billy goes to the police right away because he knows that badness is about to happen. The police wasted. It's Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. In a small town, there's going to be no crime. They don't believe him. And, and then uh, also Sheriff Kelly's deputy. He was the one of the guys from. Uh, from uh, Tango and Cash. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I knew I recognized him, but I'm like, I don't know his name. So, well, I just basically the sheriff doesn't believe him. Then they start getting calls. So Billy go leaves uh, to also go try to combat, and then the right away they go after WWII, <laughs> <laughs> and they mess with his satellite system, Murray. Mess with Murray Butterman. Then they run his snowplow through his house. I got a zenith. I'm not. I'm not. I should have got a zenith. Like, I, don't, I don't want to pay for that foreign stuff. He didn't die. He did not die. No, but I guess no. he was supposed to die in the original he, script. But they though. mentioned this is how we know he alive during the TV report towards the end. They, they mentioned they he's found still alive. Him. Right. They found him alive. So Murray's still alive because he's lovable. We don't get rid of him. Uh, and he was happy that gremlins really exist. And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's like the only person other than Phoebe Cates and Ben Galligan to make does, it to the second movie. Does Murray remind you of a different? He reminds character? me of every old man I've ever met how in my about, entire life. How about his paranoia? He remind you of a different character in a different movie we reviewed. What are you gonna say? Critters. The Crit- critters. Oh, really? The critters copy the gremlins. Remember they had the crazy guy playing oh, okay. his teeth. And oh, okay. He's just very eccentric. He thinks there's, they're all out to get him. He probably thought that there were gremlins as well underneath his John Deere Pathfinder. What did right, he yeah, have? Yeah, John, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's John what he was saying. That's yeah. why, his, why the cars weren't starting and it's right. all gremlins. Gremlins. 
Oh, your foreign car with your gremlins. Got foreign so, TV. <laughs> so, <laughs> I should have bought a Zenith. Uh, so, uh, they run a tractor through his house. They go to Mrs. Dangleman's house. And they basically decapitate her. Or they actually make it so her whole body flies out the window on the chair. But she right, stays, and she stays attached to the chair, too. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I saw who recently installed one of those things with my dad and my brother-in-law and my great-grandma. I never, I never like, thought wow. about that scene until I was watching it. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Uh, so anyway, she... In, hey, the world's a better place because she's... She doesn't it. I guess it's one of my favorite parts of the movie is when they stop like the cops stop and they see all this madness happening the people fly out of the window right. and the one Santa Claus gets attacked and he's got like and he's getting attacked by like 13 different gremlins on him at the same what about time the father giving the guy up in the mailbox attack <laughs> it's like right. oh, why don't you put your mail in there very 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 Christian of you father and, and also the, the, when the Santa Claus out Santa Claus comes out the uh, the hitman from uh, from uh, Tango and Cash he's like the deputy he's like Jesus Dave Mars he's Santa Claus every year and he comes out and he's got the stuff in, and they're just they're rolling down the window and they roll the window up real quick and they're like we gotta get the hell out of here we can't do uh, so next we go and I may be skipping but the bar scene Right, yeah. yes. And this, I'm just going to say, is my favorite scene in the entire movie. Because you literally, and it lasts like 10 minutes. Like, yeah. you don't think it's going to go on this long. No. But they're literally, and they, I guess it was a long way to get, keep going over the same gag that I they're smoking maybe, and drinking, but I, I enjoyed it. I think maybe in the 80s there were like two camps of like these creative puppeteer people. Like, there's like the happy-go-lucky and right. there's like the metal. Right. You know? <laughs> they want to destruct. They want to see how, you know, how... Dirty and destructive, they can be with their their puppets. You right. know how how foul we can be, how how sharp our teeth can be. You know what I'm saying? And this is their opportunity to do that. I enjoyed the bar scene. I enjoyed the fact the gremlins were smoking. In fact, they were they were wearing glasses, wearing glasses, newsboy hats, drinking. Where they found the clothes for all these? <laughs> That's what. Went well, there's through a my lot mind. of bar giveaways. There's a lot of bar giveaways. We've all walked out. With... <laughs> right? Yeah, you had to walk out with a T-shirt. I'm sure. But... I'm sure. Oh, Doyle's probably. What was the name of the pub? Dooley's. 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 I'm sure Dooley's did not have a bar giveaway on Christmas Eve. <laughs> but I really did enjoy. Like it was basically what I thought of. Like the the taste great less feeling commercials. Like, I thought that they recreated those commercials with gremlins. Yeah. Uh, I just really, I mean, they were smoking, and they were going through the class. Everybody had a different character. You had the guy in the chandelier, yeah. you had the, the guy the in the lights. There was like even like a cabaret yeah. gremlin. Also. Oh, you had the smoky jazz yeah. singer, the yeah. beat poet. Yeah. I, mean, I just, I really like, I think that was the one scene where the gremlins like, got to actually be characters and like take form yeah, yeah. into like different human characteristics. Yeah. And 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 the thing again, this is just back there like nothing's ever what happened. Else, what else do you want? Wait a minute. What? I just thought of something. What? What? How did she realize the bright light? Oh. Okay, you got it. Well, because she um she. How's she gonna know the rules? Right, she didn't know the rules. Billy she stumbled upon never, it. She stumbled upon it. Oh, and then she took a it picture. was an accident. She, she was doing the Polaroid camera. Right, she was right. doing the Polaroid camera, and then, and she, then noticed she realized that they did not like the flash. So that's why she just kept doing it over and over till she could get out the door. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Billy shows up. Okay. Okay. Right. Then Billy shows up, and then gotcha. Kate gets pretty depressing about why she hates Christmas. Yeah. You know what? This is actually a scene where I actually had to block the TV. I was distracting Jake because I really didn't want to go into the fact that I don't know if the scene was good for the movie. Well, 
watching a bunch of Christmas movies this weekend, and the person I was watching with was just like, why does every Christmas movie somebody is dead? <laughs> like, there's yeah. always some sentimental, oh, Christmas I, isn't a happy time because I just don't so know. Yeah, I don't think this... I the think way this, he died, I think How many people wrong. died in this movie? Like, the teacher died? Well, they talk about rocking... Well, rocking... Uh, the, the DJ rocking... He didn't die. Well, he gets attacked. He gets okay. Attacked. And here's, this is Dealey, Dave Mars, the sheriff. Here, Kelly here, gets attacked. Here's my right? problem with the, with the Phoebe Cates scene. Is it's like the one scene where, like, if you're a kid... And I didn't think about the time, but now I'm sensitive. It's like, this basically says there's no Santa Claus. You're right. And, oh, you're right. And I, and I didn't like that because I really. I remember seeing this in uh, 19. I don't know. I probably they talked about how they re-released it in like the fall of '85. Oh, I want to discuss the release date. Okay, so supposed to be a Christmas movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. planned to be released at Christmas. Uh, and it's well, a- who else is releasing movies that summer? Well, that's the problem. The studio had nothing, and then all of a sudden, which Indiana Jones was coming out? Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom, and then you had Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters and Beverly Hills, Hills Cop. Cop. Wow, so, busy year. And this studio had nothing. So what are we going to release? So they they released this, which actually became in. Third or fourth. fourth? It was fourth. So it came in behind. But it was cop. I know from past podcast number one. I know Ghostbusters number two. So Indiana Jones and then this. Yeah. Okay. So then they released it. So they released it in June, and then released it back in August, and it ran through October, I think. Well, I thought they re-released it again the next year in '85. No, it was all the same year. Okay. They had a, they had like a summer because they wanted to bolster the numbers, so they did their initial summer okay. release, mm-hmm. and then they wanted because by then they couldn't release half that because the videotape VHS okay. was just coming in. That's right. So then they they realized that they might be able to get a little more money out of it to help the studio. But be, like, I definitely remember it. seeing this in the theater. Though. I saw it in the theater too. You're like, but then you're like, I believe. My goodness, this is really. I saw. I ghost- remember coming home after watching this and being like. I gotta check this in my closet. That, <laughs> that, 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 the first movie I think I ever saw was Jungle was... Book, but I remember distinctly going to see Ghostbusters because my aunt tried to sneak in candy and then didn't, got caught and then she did it anyway. I went and saw a replay of uh, Popeye at uh, oh, Eastland yes. Cinemas. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, I was like, that is not appropriate. Do you think this movie is... What age is appropriate? Not five. Not when I saw it. No, probably. I saw it at five. That's yeah, a, that's when I'd I saw it. i say nine or ten. I was gonna, yeah, nine or ten. Yeah. And this is probably well, why they had the I'm PG-13. Gonna, I'm going to say eight, just to make myself... <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it's like... It does... I mean, and then the second movie, it's totally different. Kind of, it's like... It's like 80% comedy yeah, and 20%... Yeah, yeah we, were, we, we were like 11 at that time, and... Well, what do you guys? I mean, just quick. What did you guys think about the second movie? I, it worth very, it? I remember very much little of it because I really wasn't. A fan. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, I don't even remember it. I, I don't remember how they it. got Gizmo again. I just knew it took place in New York City. But um, and there was a scene with like a laundry shoot where like there, that's all I remember. Those like the two things I remember. I've seen it recently, but I don't. Wow, uh, it just doesn't. I mean, it's all comedy. It's all tongue in cheek. They do a, a spoof of the that actual scene where they talk about she does Lincoln's birthday instead of Christmas, like something right, horrible right, happens right. on Lincoln's birthday. Okay, and you're like, uh, you, it's just like. A, I mean, it made me more comfortable watching the first one. Like it was like. This one's okay. Uh, maybe now I can watch the first one again because it was kind of intense for a little kid watching right. the ones. Right. So let's uh, let's now we're into the home stress with the plot. Uh, so now the gremlins are wreaking havoc, and they all decide to ascend upon a movie theater because they love movie theaters. And what are they love? What are they watching? Snow, Snow White. White. I, it's at that point Jake looks, Jake looks at me and says, 
who likes Snow White? And I had to explain to him that my first ever theater performance was uh, as Dopey. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, they love Hi-Ho, and I thought that was funny, too, because they're all really enjoying it, and they're all... Singing? Singing, enjoying it, and they come up with this master plan to light them all on fire. It basically works. Everyone who's going to interest you. Except somebody escaped. Spike Stripe. Stripe. Stripe had to go across the street to get some candy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so Stripe runs to the mall. That's like a hardware store. Department store. Department, department store? store? It was a department store. Cause if you I don't know about, if they had malls. And right, right. If you thought about they had, they had... You know, like the hardware section, the toy section, okay, the garden right, section. Right. Like, because Gibbs yeah. drives the cutest car ever. Yeah, like, <laughs> like vice versa. And, and, yeah. Know, mannequin. Yeah. And some department store movies. It's nice. It's just nice. <laughs> it seems like the, the quaint downtown is still intact. Like, right. you can right. go out to the mall. No, no. Okay. By the way, I'd like to once again plug denmalls.com. I spent about an hour on it the other day. Denmalls.com. Have you ever been to denmalls.com? I have not. Uh, if you uh, ever grew up in a metropolitan area or ever been to a metropolitan area. Do you think it's better to have, I don't know, I guess it depends on when you were born or what you're nostalgic yeah. about. It's like downtowns. like I guess we grew up going to downtown and the mall. Like at least right. We were we were at the like the just of like the end of downtown, beginning of the mall. We had this website. Uh, go, people sent. Well, in, I like, think we were probably we were probably at the middle to end of mall and the beginning of rebirth of downtown. That's probably where we yeah, were. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, through our whole life, we basically have lived from the beginning to the end of the mall. Okay. The mall started <laughs> like eight. eight that, has the mall ended? Uh, it, well, it's different now. Okay. The strip malls. And well, and I stuff. mean, I guess now there's kind of like, you know, like our town, we have the research of the mall because Eastland never, you know, went from a yeah. dirt mall to like kind of revived. Right. But College Hills is more of the typical. Actually, if you go on the website, College Hills is detailed. It's basically, it's a... People, Lots of towns have two malls. It's and a, we had two malls. It's a detailed right. uh, of all these malls that were around in the 80s and have like died off. Right, because it started with strip malls and they went to the... the Indoor malls. malls. Right. And now it's back to strip Kind of outdoor festivals. Festivals. Festivals of shopping. Festivals of shopping. It's it's all about Ronald Reagan and and spend what you don't have. (laughs) Right. Cocaine. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So... Uh, they now they're chasing Stripe. They're in the department store, and Bobby Joe, describe your favorite scene of all time. Uh, my favorite scene is when um, Gizmo gets into the cutest this little remote control car. I don't know if it's remote control because he can drive it without the remote, but um, battery operated car, I guess. Yeah. And he like seems a, to be driving it for hours like and miles and miles upon end. This car, I mean, this scene was <laughs> made for advertising. Yes, yes. I mean, he can drive this car through anything, and because he's trying Wilson's to save sporting goods, whatever he's trying right. to buy. It's his goal is to feet. get to Billy and save Billy. Gizmo is going thirty to feet high on the Billy. movie screen. Now he saves Billy because Billy is fighting with Stripe by pulling the blind up, revealing right. the bright light. Original filming of this. Does Gizmo die? No. Oh. Billy and Gizmo both okay. team up to pull a blind. Spielberg wanted Gizmo to be the only hero and did not want to associate Billy as being a hero because Billy would not sell merchandise. Billy's part of the blind scene, completely cut. It's just Gizmo. What do you mean sell merchandise? Gizmo. Oh, Gizmo's cute. Billy's mean, not. Billy and, like, not Billy the character. Gonna, right. He wasn't going to sell merchandise. Gizmo should be the main hero of oh, the movie. okay. I thought you meant, like, the actor. Like, he wouldn't... <laughs> yeah. Dude, he's not, he's not Ron Popeiling it up. We need, we need him out there. I need you yeah. knocking on doors. 
He thought that by Billy helping save, it would take away from Gizmo's hero characteristics. Okay. So, like, I would agree with that. I think that was a good strategy. The action figure to have would be the Gizmo one. Right. Gizmo. Who, who okay. wants a Billy one? <laughs> right. I guess I got this Billy one, too. Right. Whatever. Stupid Happy Meal toy. I wanted Gizmo. I keep getting Billy. So, and then... Uh, th- things are all great, right? I mean, things movie's done. Hit, hit credits. We're no, 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 no. What? 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 We go back to Billy's house. Oh, we gotta go back to Billy's house. We're all a happy family. Dad's come home Dad's from home, the, finally home, home from the convention. He's got that sweet, sweet, velvety voice. Actually, you know what? Dad, by the way, just leave out. Dad was in the department store, wasn't he? Not? No. No. I, I don't he, remember him. I thought he came home early. I thought just in time. He maybe was right outside the department store. He All was right. involved before we You remember it. Whatever, I just watched it. <laughs> well, okay, Dad didn't do much if he was at the yeah. department no, store. No, I don't think he did anything. Maybe he was just outside, like, when they came out. Dad's always kind of a day late and a dollar short. So, kind of thing. Right. But, I mean, you're right. right. I got a feeling <laughs> Billy's still living with his family paying the bills. Well. Right. Yeah. I got a feeling it's going to be a good, good night. <laughs> uh, all right, so they're at the house. They're at the house. I have a hat. Merry Christmas. And um, who walks in? Um, uh, hold on. Jack 10. Let me think about this. Jack 10. I'm going to use my... Oh, by the way, 11 11, I want to make a wish. Are we talking about uh, Kai Luke? Kai yes, Luke? Kai Luke. And how did Kai Luke know where these people lived? Mr. Wang knows everything. Everything? Okay. I'm sure he saw the newscast of the... of the. Well, he acted like he didn't see it until he saw it on the news there. Uh, no, I, I, I thought about that, but this is what I took from it. I think he saw it, but he was just looking at it, like, in disgust at them. Like, okay. do you see what you've done? I actually thought well, about that point. I think he was more mad that he let they let Gizmo watch TV. He was. <laughs> he got into watch that's TV. That, that's, you're right. That was the point. That was the point. He was more disgusted at the time of that, but I think he had known of the of the oh, treachery because then they made it, they covered it up and made it seem like it was mass hysteria and looting and rioting and not gremlins. That was the was the mm. the television. This is a liberal spin. <laughs> this, uh, this Western culture, he's not ready for it. All right, so let's discuss that. The message. There was a message at the end. Yes, nice little narrator voice. Well, even go to your bed. Well, no, even before All right. that. Oh, I thought that 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 Mister Key Luke, Mister okay. Wing, gave a very strong message that I think is when I watched it this time, I think has been ignored strongly. I think there was a message that did not get picked up. You are. We are not ready for this. I took that to mean like. We're creating so much... Te- Maybe I've read too much. But we're creating like so much technology and things in the Western culture that we're not ready for it. Because he mentions how in the Eastern culture, in his speech, everything, you know, they're ready because they, they take their time. They don't rush things. Mm-hmm. And I took, the, I took the speech to mean that they, we're not ready for everything that we're creating. They cherish old people. We're not, they right. understand. Right. We're not ready for the society that we're creating. That's what I took from it. Oh! Maybe okay. I maybe I went a little. You could write a paper about that. Right. I probably could. But that's, you could write a paper he gave that. this whole speech about how we're not ready, and his exact quote is, "You are not ready." And I took that, and then, he, then when we talked about the Eastern culture, I was like, oh, "We're no. not ready for everything we're creating. We're like, creating, too much too soon. We have so these deep. television sets, and we have these cars. It's not just a movie, but we about can't. But we can't even handle a simple pet. If you can't handle a simple pet, how can you handle all this technology? 
And he's an inventor. And he went to an inventor convention. Little, little, little dude. Maybe it's an analogy little. for the atomic weapons. Maybe it's that man. It could have been analogies for all of it. Little did Mr. Wing know that just just 15 years down the line, people would have the World Wide Web in their houses. <laughs> <laughs> and we are still not ready. And we're still not ready. We aren't. We aren't. We're not ready. Mm-hmm. We're not ready. And China only blocks a portion of the World Wide Web. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're good with Google now. Do you so have, do you have, oh, oh, is your favorite poem? Oh, but then, but then okay. I, I did gloss over about to bring up. Then we okay. have a nice narrative at the end. Because okay. mm-hmm. we forget that the father was narrating the story yeah. throughout. He gives us a nice narrative about... Was you know, it the checking, father? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was the father. Totally missed that. Uh, check Nobody, under your bed. Nobody voice. Right. Uh, you know, look in your closet because yes, you never no. know. You never know what's going to be there. You never know. You never, you never know. know. You're right. And to your point. <sighs> All right. Your favorite lines or favorite moments of this film? Like I said, my favorite moment was absolutely the bar scene. Okay. Uh, my favorite line, outside of the we're not ready, was the Judge, Judge Reinhold, come back to my new apartment. Come <laughs> on. We're talking cable. <laughs> and, and then I had to think, in 1984, that's a, that's big, a big deal. That is a big deal. You got fucking cable. I mean, he's it. I think it was probably 86, 85, 86 in my house. I remember watching one of the Mike Tyson fights. Uh, we had cable, and I'm going to say 85, but we also, we got the VCR, and my dad actually just told the story of him, like, being on a waiting list of, like, 60 people, or the waiting list, like, 500 people on, he was, like, number 60 to get the his first VCR, and it was, like, 400 bucks, and he spent, like, most of his severance package from Pullman State. He just got oh, laid wow. off, and my sister was just born, but we, ha- we had to have that VCR. <laughs> I know I just had a kid, but I want to watch. Priorities. Uh, but and we got the call like that day. It was such a. He actually told a good story uh, at Christmas about that. Uh, initially, there weren't your video stores were called video clubs. Mm-hmm. So you paid a twenty five dollar oh, yeah. fee to get the right just to rent and pay for movies. And the first club they ever joined, and I forget the name of it, it was something really funny and like comical but the first club they ever joined like the, the second month it was open like it was the people I think it was like Jack and Jill's them, the people took off with all the member fees and like skipped oh, town oh that's and hilarious really kind yeah, of that's it's like oh this isn't gonna work out this Reaganomics isn't gonna work right. I got it <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite scenes, especially, um, I guess it really didn't hit me until I, my wife and I would work with youth. Um, youths? Youth, the youths. And uh, there's a part where Corey is talking to the teacher about the pupil stage, and he's like, changes, like my mother? And like it, just, it feels like this, this trick like that God has played on all of us. Like the same time teenagers are going through their changes, their mothers are going through a totally different change, and they're both moody and... And high strung at the exact same time it just seems like seems like you have some things you want to work well, on. Well, maybe. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite scene? Well, we've already talked about it. It's Gizmo in the car. You know. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's my favorite scene. Um. <clears throat> Do we want to move on to our next well, section? We have, you haven't asked the question. Uh, what? Well, what's the question? Does this movie hold? Does up? Does this movie hold up? Does it? I think it holds up. Um, nostalgic Critic gives it a 7 out of 11. I don't know who this does. I don't know. It's is. a .com. Nostalgic Critic. <laughs> the kind of Nostalgic Critic in the face for their crap. <laughs> and why is there 11? A 7 out of 11. I don't know. <laughs> it's a 7 out of 11. Uh, like, yeah. top, it's a lot of top 10 Christmas films. I give it, it 7 out of 11 out of top If, if you're rating Christmas. between mustard and pants, I rate it mustard. Pants? No, I rate it mustard. Okay. I think it holds up. I think it definitely holds up. Uh, I think, the, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, we can all sit down. We watched it. Uh, it's not one of those time capsule movies 
were kind of lost in there. There is one thing I want to talk about from a time capsule. I have more too many 80s amnesia, so I'm going to break it out. And okay. Christmas tree lots. Oh, Christmas tree lots. Yeah. They still got those? Not really. Not really? I don't know. I don't... I got a, My wife and I, we got a plastic tree. We got a plastic tree. We got a plastic <laughs> Dude, plastic tree. Dude, plastic tree trees. Right. I've helped my dad... Yeah, I, at least twenty. I have no, I have no effort problem with not having needles all over my house mm-hmm. and near as anyone else. But everywhere there were Christmas tree lots going. It was, it was a day. It was, I mean, we'll talk about this more, obviously. And the cop movie, was trying to get his own free. Right, right. Come on, man, for the station. It's for the station. Look, uh, it's for the station. I know that we have some Christmas stuff we're going to end on, so I'd mm-hmm. like to maybe get away out of the way. I have an, an 80s amnesia. Okay. Uh, anyone else? Okay. Um, Do you have an easy amnesia? I don't really have an easy amnesia. You can go ahead. Yeah, I don't. Okay. This is actually something I just uh, mentioned, and this is actually kind of maybe will count for you too, Michael, because we had this conversation with a friend a couple weeks ago. Uh, and I, when I just told the story, I completely forgot that this was also my easy amnesia, but it's a little different. When we were kids, you could go to any grocery store or any weird, odd store, and they all had a video rental sections. Right. Do you remember that? Like Kroger? We were talking about... They came up because yeah. we were talking about Farmore a couple weeks ago. Like weird-ass gas stations. Snacks. Yeah, gas like, stations had video at, I'm not going to rent a movie from this gas station. There was an antique store next to Veterans Parkway in our town. Next to the... There's that, there's that uh, clothing... That's like a that cl- cloth store. It's got different fabrics. Joanne Fabrics. Joanne Fabrics. There's a building next door next to that antique store. They used to have freaking movies in the, in the freaking antique store. Yeah. So, like, everywhere you go, it was video it was like, you got videos to rent anywhere you go. Right. It's just one of those things that kind of, you know, I guess, I mean, now, obviously, the Red Box and the Netflix and the... Cub Foods and the Instant Watch. DVDs. I was actually really? there the first time this week Schnooks? that I've Schnooks? ever been. No, they no, got rid of it. They got rid of it. They have... We actually had a conversation about this yeah. week on one But Cub Foods, you can play bingo there Tuesday afternoons. I, I had that. no idea. I read that on And um, it's Senior Citizen Day. And you can also, I noticed they had a video rental section. You can either buy huh. or rent the, the DVDs. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, Farmore, I think, was my favorite, although I spent most time on Friday Nights and Schnooks. Okay. But Farmore always had the best wrestling ones. That's right. Professional I wrestling? Yes. And then okay. there was Stars and Stripes video. Uh, oh. So you ever go to Finnegan's? No. It was it was kind of uh, it was on Morrissey in our town. It was kind of there's. Uh, you just told me about fitting in. It's next to uh, it's next to uh, Walker's Kung Fu Training Center. Nice. <laughs> but I remember, like my daddy would go there, and then there's also uh, where Jewel Osco was. What's the one that was right next to Jewel? That was Beta. No, there's one another one that was a VHS place. Oh, uh, I remember Beta, Beta City. With, Beta Town was right yeah. there, but I don't I don't remember the VHS. But place. there was another one right next door to that. But there was that. Um, and also uh, Stars and Stripes, and then right. was, uh, on Main Street, it's now. I always it became now a, a medical. Well, it was a medical supply. It became because I lived. So across, wherever you got your movies, now you can get your. Uh, I lived across your the street from there. Your air for, tank dolly, and also your wheelchair equipment. I lived across the street from there for like six years. Yeah, and now the house is torn down. Yeah, because Roman leveled everything. Yeah. But every year, me and my, my family always won the costume contest because we were the only ones who showed up. We knew the manager, so he'd tell us what time we were judging. We were always the only ones at the start of okay. the So I had, like, those big stars and tracks with, like, stuffed woodchucks. And, like, oh, really? I wanted to want an awesome Freddy Krueger t-shirt or sweatshirt. Well, it, just it, seems like, it was definitely, like, an entrepreneurial thing. Like, every right, town... It's a startup. Every town in America could be like, okay, my town doesn't have a... A video store. I could be that video store. Right. But then there's Blockbuster, Family Video, Hollywood Video, 
and then just kind of put and it now they're all bankrupt. Now they're all bankrupt, which makes me feel good inside, much like I guess VHS versus Beta. Right, I agree. All right, so we have some Christmas movies things we want to talk. Um, do you have? We wanted to go through, and all three of us name. I'm not necessarily in this order, but our top five Christmas movies that we enjoy through the holiday season. Okay. Uh, Bobby Joe, you're the guest. We'll let you start. Okay. Uh, my top five, um, not necessarily in order, um, It's a Wonderful Life, Elf, Classic. National Lampoon's Ooh, Christmas Vacation, A Christmas Story, okay. and The Santa Claus. Oh, with I like Tim, it. With Tim the Tool Man? Yes. Um... I enjoy, once again, that's a wonderful life, Christmas story, Scrooge. Okay. Uh, the Griswold Family Christmas. Uh, Home Alone made oh, my top five. Right. Oh, good. I wanted to give an honorable mention to uh, Die Hard and Emmett Otter Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said five. I'm, I'm just keep talking. <laughs> you know I could do honorable mention. Uh, honorable right, mention seriously. to Die Hard and Emmett Otter Christmas. I had to snub Home Alone. And, and then, I didn't know I could die. And then my uh, new, new recent ones, not my all-time list. Probably Elf, uh, Love Actually, and then also Bad Santa. Oh, Bad Santa's good. Bad Santa's good. Uh, my uh, top five is Love Actually. It's in my top five. It okay. doesn't matter if it's new. Anyway, right. It gets me every time. Sometimes I want to cry. <laughs> Uh, best you, if you need someone to talk to, you can call <laughs> me. Uh, best Christmas pageant ever, which was uh, like a made-for-TV movie. What are you talking about? Oh, it was awesome. What are uh, you talking about? My family about? watched it every Christmas Eve with Rudolph. It's no it Amanada like no Christmas. It was like a made-for-TV movie about like a bunch of about a teacher trying to get a bunch of misfits to like do a Christmas pageant and hijinks ensued. I guess it's more of an emotional thing since like my family. Is it claymation? No, it's 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 real it's real life. It's live action, but you can actually find it now on DVD, which I think is awesome. Uh, Scrooged, okay. uh, Die Hard, and this is different. I was surprised this wasn't on your list. Christmas Vacation. Uh, well, I'll, next week I'll watch Griswold Family Christmas, and you watch your movie, and we'll compare. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you have anything else? Um, well, I had to top that for this week. I just wanted to have everyone look forward to the in January. Uh, Parks and Rec is going to be back. Yes. Oh yeah. And hopefully, Outsourced will be gone forever. And I will not be. Unfortunately, there is a three-hour. I don't understand. Block. I don't understand why Outsourced is it's still, still on, on the TV air. at all. Uh, There's like literally. 30 shows that are better than that that they canceled with less hullabaloo. I think it's hilarious that they take a topic so sensitive as jobs from our country moving to a different country and they make a bad sitcom about it. That's what's hilarious. That's so funny. (laughs) I'd like to apologize to Michael Haverstadt, who is a fan. Really? Let's not. Let's not. I will admit, I do watch it every week. But it's not the best show out there. Do you think she's part of the problem? <laughs> Are you part of the problem, part of the solution? I'm probably part of the problem. I'm one of those people that will... Hey, your I'm belly's not... looking warm. Are you, uh, are you still tan? <laughs> no. I'm yeah, not, you just got that good skin. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, that is very tan belly a, there. Are you have, you have <laughs> lotions or creams <laughs> your belly? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm pretty positive. Just because you're <laughs> just because you're this close to being albino doesn't mean I fake bait. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. All right. Um, I think that wraps everything up pretty close. Um, did we want to talk about um, possibly uh, an endorsement or possibly well, people? By the time like to- people hear this, uh, you'll be able to go to our website 
and hear things. Maybe by the time Christmas vacation comes out, uh, a, a deal will be completed, handshakes will be made. But in case, just in case nothing ever happens, I still promote Rock of Ages. Go to their website. Uh, let me think about what their website is for a second while you keep talking. So Rock of Ages is a Broadway show that's now hitting the road, and also including uh, minor to major cities in America and also Melbourne, Australia. And uh, uh, if you want to check out Hollywood Entertainment close to you, I'm sure you can make the effort. Uh, rockofagesmusical.com is where that's located. It's a uh, theatrical 80s rock and a Broadway style. If everything goes well between us and our friend Danielle, uh, you'll be able to, by the time you listen to this, go to their website and see our, uh, see our name and go to our website and see our name. We are uh, theawesome80s.com. Also available on theawesome80s.net if you're not into that .com sort of thing. <laughs> I think it's... I think it's just a fad. Well, sometimes sometimes companies get shut down by Homeland Security, and they change their name from .com to .net as a rouge. A clever rouge. Good. I'm glad that people in China are clever. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and also we have a, a Facebook page? Ah, uh, yeah, you can go to Facebook. Look the the Awesome 80s. 80s. Uh, the Awesome 80s, I think. Yeah, I think just Awesome 80s. Yeah. Elizabeth Shoe Project. And then we also have our own... Uh, we do uh, Twitter. We're 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 tweeting. We tweet right now. Tweeting. We, we, we tweet. tweet. We were tweeting right now. Uh, I think I think if you were to go to the tweet, we would be the awesome eighties pod. The awesome eighties pod. One word. One word. Okay. No punctuation. And then if you want to comment, say how uh, awesome we are on the iTunes, we'd appreciate it. Or if we screwed up anything or things you'd like to mention, we have an email address on uh, the awesome eighties host dot com. Uh, you can go to our website and click on that. If you'd like to uh, advertise with us, apparently other people do, <laughs> click on that and send, drop us a line. Uh, once again, this is Michael. Uh, this is... Bobby Joe. And this is Lawrence. Don't, Don't fuck with, with the, the babysitter. babysitter.